Good day, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Easier with a Friend. Once again, this is Chi and Elaine, and today we wanted to share with you some of our thoughts on the uh, going to college topic. Well, so there has been a lot of debate in recent years regarding, you know, student loans and whether or not it's still worth the cost to go to college with inflation and all the rising costs. So Chi and I really wanted to kind of discuss it. You know, um, some of you who have listened to our previous episodes know that we went to college together. So obviously we have a shared college experience and just wanted to, you know, rehash some of our years there and and um, whether or not we still think, you know, in light of today's new predicaments with, you know, student debt and all of that, if it's still worth it to go to college. So, I mean, she, I mean, just starting it off, I mean, how do you feel about your college experience? Was it worth it for you? Well, um, I actually, um, just to give a clear background, I went to, like I said, I went to college with the lanes to do my undergraduate and then, which took a, a lot longer <laughs> than, uh, than I guess the normal timeline. Um, and then, so I accumulated some debt there. And, um, if you've heard some of our previous episode, I've discussed how, um, we, I actually, my parents actually didn't have a college saving plans for me. So I paid everything out of pocket. So that of course added to my, my, uh, college debt. And so after I did my undergraduate, I went on to do a graduate degree and that took uh, another four years. And so I have, uh, when I graduated, I had over a hundred thousand dollars in student loan. Now, was it worth it? <laughs> um, it, I worked very, very, very hard the first basically three years out of graduate school to pay off my student loan. I basically worked um, a full-time job and a part-time job and was working a lot of hours just to get that under control. And, um, you know, with, with all that said, for me, I do think that um, it's worth it considering that I went into healthcare and, uh, and the career that I pursued, it is worth it for me to attend college. So um, the other thing we wanted to talk about today too is, you know, there are so many alternatives these days uh, with regard to career choices and, and even, you know, options in terms of, um, you know, um, trade schools and things like that. So we'll explore that a lot more, but, you know, Elaine, you want to give your, uh, your background? So I think if we were purely going on an experience standpoint, I would say everybody should go to college. I mean, you know, in terms of personal growth and, you know, just experiences and memories, nothing beats the years that we were there. You know, I wouldn't be the person I was today if we didn't get all get to go off to college and, and experience it the way that we did. But I mean, we've talked about this in a couple of our previous episodes. We were pretty immature for our age, like when we went <laughs> off to college. Like we were, we had no idea how the world functioned. Like we lived in our little, you know, suburban bubble that our parents had created for us. And so I think if we hadn't gone off to college and had some years of independence, I just don't know that I, I would be able to function as an adult on my own <laughs> without some of those experiences. But I think it's like, if you take into account, so 
you know, I work in real estate. We do a lot of um, pre-qualification mortgage qualifications for customers. And I have customers who are, you know, coming in with $150,000, $200,000 worth of student debt. Um, and, you know, I know you talk about you had $100,000 of student debt and not that it wasn't a lot, but I've seen $200,000 to $80,000, $300,000 worth of student wow. debt where they're not making health, you know, like career money. They're making, a lot of them are teachers and the teacher salary is 60, maybe 80. If you, you know, have a master's and you've worked as a teacher for a lot of years and you're a department head or, you know, whatever, they get paid some additional stipends, but it's certainly not enough to pay back those student loans. And I think asking people like our educators and stuff like that to take on that level of debilitating debt because student loans never go away, or at least the way that it is in our country right now, they don't go away. You can't get rid of them in bankruptcy, if I am remembering that correctly. And they count against you for when you're trying to get a mortgage. So some of my, you know, my um, families, I'm like, wow, this is going to stop you from buying a house. There's a workaround, but it requires you to have like nearly 700 plus credit. And so a lot of people come out of school and they have these student loans that they're paying back and their credit isn't going to be at that level where they can, you know, use like the the payment. Otherwise you have to count up 1% of your student loans um, against your mortgage. So it's, I'm torn about it. I think I would, I think if, you know, we have kids one day, I would probably give them the advice to take a couple years after high school and just really figure out what they want to do with their life first before they decide if they're enrolling in college or doing something alternatively. But I mean, you know, like going into that, what are some of the alternative routes that, you know, that you've seen people take that you think are good ideas or, you know, a good way, like you're still making a great living, you know, without a college degree? Well, um, you know, like I said, I think when we were in high school, um, and I don't even know if it was just with our particular group or or whatnot, but I felt like there was no alternative options offered to us <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Right? No, of course not with our parents. Our parents were like, "Go to college. That's that's it. That's the." There was no, you know, what is it? Gap year or whatever it is that some right. you know, from European Tech. There was no options for that. That wasn't even on the table. And even with our counselors and our teachers and and our high school, there wasn't really any alternative offered, um, you know, presented to us um, in any kind of reasonable way. And so for so many of us, the only goal was to do whatever you could in high school, uh, getting good grades, getting into the right clubs, you know, winning the right science fair or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can better your chances of going to college. And, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because nowadays, you know, there are people who are electricians, who are car mechanics, and they make, you know, people who work in, in sales, for example, they mm-hmm. make better money than I do in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and they did not um, spend that kind of money to, to get the degree that I did. Now, like I said, 
I spent a lot, a lot of my debt I accumulated as an undergrad, you know, going through my uh, um, the undergraduate years just because I took so long to finish that degree. And, mm. you know, it's kind of like, I, I agree with you a little bit too. You know, we were so immature. I was so immature. I, I went into college undeclared for like the first two to three years. I really, you know, at one point I had to declare something but I was in my mind undeclared as to what, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I really could have used um, some time, I guess, to maybe, you know, get a part-time job or, or you know, go experience the real world a little bit, explore some, some career options, talk to some people, I don't know, some other ways to help me um, try to figure out what career I wanted, if I wanted to go to college and, and, I imagine that if, let's say, I went into college after having, after just knowing what I wanted to do, that would have saved me a few years off of my undergraduate where I was just kind of floating around and accumulating debt, but mm-hmm. not really working toward anything, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, so um, I, I think, I mean, for example, uh, the sales job, there are so many different kinds of sales job you can get into. Um, not that I'm saying that it's for everybody. Definitely there is, um, you know, certain people are just better suited for those type of job. But, you know, so is college. College and the whole book smart or whatever, you know, being good at studying, <laughs> being good, you know, how how the American system um, measures you, you know, with, with grading and test taking skills and things like that. College isn't necessary for everybody either. You know, there are very smart people who may not be um, good at those test taking skills, for example, you know? Um, One, I mean, I think the argument could be made. Some of the most successful people in our country, you know, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Steve Jobs, I think, you know, never graduated from college. So it's certainly not a prerequisite to success, especially here in America, right? Because our system doesn't, rigorously require that you absolutely have to, you know, middle school to high school to college to get a good job at a company, right? I mean, like, if you think about some of the Asian systems, for example, like Japan is very much set up so that if you don't go to a good college, you're not going to end up at a good job. But in America, it's a lot about self-determination. And we're not even covering like a lot of the jobs that the millennials and generation X can get these days, like yes. starting your own YouTube channel, right? Yes. Having, having your own podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I mean, not things that necessarily make everyone millions of dollars, but neither are all the traditional jobs out there. They're not all cut out for one person. You have to decide what you you know, are willing to do to make the type of money that you're wanting to make, right? And I think the sales job aspect is a really interesting, you know, topic because I'm in sales now, right? I'm not using my college degree for anything. Like it's not going towards anything. Like I'm, it's, it's not a job that requires that I have a college education and it most definitely is a six figure job, right? Because, you know, real estate is very lucrative and, Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is in Texas, at least, because every state has different, you know, real estate licensing requirements, but in Texas, you can just do the real estate course and come out and be a realtor. And that doesn't require any college experience at all. So 
there is definitely alternatives. And like, I mean, Chi's husband, Tony, for example, you know, he's a graphic design um, artist. Well, now he's, you know, he's been in a lot of years. So, you know, he does a lot of project management, you know, and it's a lucrative job and it doesn't require necessarily a four-year college degree. Um, you know, it does require some training and stuff like that. But I mean, she, you know, you know, you know, Tony's um, schooling experience better than I do. So I'll, I'll let you talk about it. Like what, how much schooling did Tony have to do? And, you know, um, what did he start out as, as his first job? Well, um, it's true that you don't necessarily need it. Um, but on the other hand, the the other aspect, right? The other side of the the um, discussion is that it's getting more and more competitive out there. So sure. a job like what Tony has nowadays, if you were to go out and apply for that job, you would need, um, you will often see that the, the job listing would say that you would need experience and you would need a four-year college degree. And so I think that it's very, and you know, it, it's, it's such a weird line to to straddle really, because on one hand, we do know that jobs before that really didn't require that, that just were more like about your experience and your talent and your passion. And, and you didn't really, you know, you can prove that without having a college degree nowadays, because there's so many people that just to weed out the applications, you know, just to get your resume seen just so that um, you can kind of um, stand out a little bit, they do ask for a four-year college degree. So I think that it's very job dependent whether or not you need to pursue it. But if your goal in life is, you know, just to make, let's say six figure, you know, <laughs> just to, to, and, 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 you know, I, I think, you know, going with what you're good at, going with what your talents are, um, really look, think about that, you know, look into that um, before you decide that college is the option. Now, like I said, if you work in healthcare, if you're going to be a doctor, a dentist, um, you know, if you're yep. a, a pharmacist, things like that, those not, kind of not jobs, <laughs> yeah, requires you to have a four-year college degree and then passing all the required testing, you know, things like that to, to get your degree and then to practice. But, you know, as we can see, again, not, not to bring up, you know, she's a very special case, but Kim Kardashian is studying to become a lawyer, but she did not apply to go to law school. And so she's going about it with a different route. And that's kind of like, like I said, an extreme example, but there are a lot of jobs out there that make really good money. Um, I brought up trade school before, you know, the electrician that came and worked on my house when I did the remodel probably makes more money than I do as a, uh, as a healthcare profession, uh, professional, you know? No, it's and, true. Uh, and so, you know, and he definitely did not spend a hundred, you know, over a hundred K to get his, his degree, his requirement and, and things like that. And so, you know, um, I definitely think that, you know, it, it's depending on the job that you want. If you have your heart set on being a doctor, you're going to have to get a little bit book smart. You're going to have to know how to do those tests, you know, know how to take those tests, have those test taking skills. But on the other hand, if you are really good at sales, if you're, you know, really into, um, you know, inventing things or, or um, you know, social media, you know, content creation, things like that, there are so many jobs out there now that really it's, it's you making it, you know, um, and, and not even requiring you to have um, a, a 
entity to say you're approved your license to do this you know or, or a college degree to say oh look i'm qualified now yeah um, there's a million and one ways you know that you can make money and i think that um definitely it's like she said i think all the options are out there i do think that if like it like once again if we had kids these days i would 100 tell them to take a couple years off and really think it over get a job shadow some people you know get some maybe internship experience or something along those lines and really see what the day-to-day -day in a career that they're maybe interested in is like um, and then kind of figure it out from there. But I mean, you know, so jobs aside though, like your college experience, what would you say was like kind of, you know, best or worst part of it and some of your funniest memories? Um, okay, let's see. I would have to agree with you that the best part was that it gave us a slightly bigger bubble so that we could have a few years to grow up a little bit, you know, because it, it was like, okay, we were learning how to write a check or um, pay rent or, you know, at one point when we went and, and rented our first apartment together as the four roommates, uh, we were like, we have to set up electricity. How do we do that? Like, you know, just kind of those, those life skills. And so, definitely having those years to to kind of really you know be on your own quote unquote away from your parents it um, we did live you know live um with roommates and not live at home with our parents and so having that college experience um was definitely the best part definitely the best part now the worst part would be student loans but you know what <laughs> I i'll say this i'll say this when i through those first uh, undergraduate years and still very immature about finances and life, I didn't feel that that was the worst part, right? I didn't feel it because I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't fully understand what those debt would mean, right? And, and so it was just something ev literally everyone else was doing. Almost everyone I knew was accumulating debt because this was, these were the years, right? You had a, a perfect excuse. You're going to college, you needed money to eat, you needed money to pay rent. And, and so, yeah, everything that I spent on in college, basically I had to put under student loan because my parents didn't have um, a, a, you know, college saving for me. So, but at that moment, I didn't know it. And so I think, you know, that was, that was in hindsight, the worst part, but not when I was going through that, you know, mm -hmm. um, what about you? What was your best and worst part? So, I mean, um, yeah, I, I feel like I answered this question too early, <laughs> like in the beginning when we were talking about it. So definitely the, the overall experience, you know, was the best part, but I think just, you know, the feeling of freedom, right? Because we, yes, the bubble, the, it was still a bubble. We didn't, you don't realize it when you're in college, but it feels like so much more freedom, right? More autonomous control of your own time. You get to determine what time, you know, if you're going to this class today, you know, I mean, if you're not going to this class today, um, there were times when the four of us skipped calculus you know, <laughs> class to go to the UT underground and play pool and, you know, eat snacks and whatever. To be fair, we went to class, turned in our homework first and and then laugh. Mom, if you're listening, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll plead the fifth if she ever asks. So, I mean, you know, those, 
but like, that's what college is about though. Right. I mean, like, okay. For a lot more people, college is about more parties and stuff like that. We were never, you know, big partiers. Um, our roommates and, and the two of us, we, you know, didn't drink a lot, didn't, you know, whatever, but it felt like partying to us, right? Because we weren't, we were always the good girls who, you know, got the straight A's, who, you know, went went straight to college after high school. And so skipping class, it felt like so, I don't know, <laughs> illicit. <I> know, right? <laughs> like we were doing something so bad. It was so exciting, <laughs> thrilling to us, which is really hilarious when you look back on it, right? Because we didn't even, it wasn't even that bad. We still turned in our homework. We still went to, we still went to the exams. We attended far more lectures than we ever skipped. It was like a very occasional thing, but, um, but those are the, the joint experiences that make up a college experience, like ha- getting to kind of grow with your friends, getting to explore the world outside your own. I think for me, getting to listen to viewpoints that were different from what you grew up with, right? Because we grew yeah. up in suburban Texas, you know, um, during a very conservative time period in, um, you know, Texas, like, time frame in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, so I feel like my views that I held in high school, I went to college and I was like, oh, like, there are people who think other things. I think the main thing about college, and you've said this to me before, actually, you put it in better words than I ever thought of it, is that you you learned to learn, right? You learn to be more open-minded. You learn to listen to other people's opinions, and you learned to listen to the voices of those who were specialists in their field, right? You got to encounter brilliant minds, right? Whether it's your professors or Mm -hmm. fellow students who were just really smart, right? I mean, we had really smart students in our high school. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of our very good friends, Audrey, graduated and went to MIT undergrad, and then she went to Harvard Medical School, right? I mean, she's definitely one of the top brains that I know, but then you go to college and you're like, there's more types of brilliance than I thought of when I was in my little high school bubble where brilliant just meant getting really good grades, right? And, you know, being able to solve like chemistry problems. (laughs) And and you go to college and there's people who are more forward thinking. There are people who are exposed to a lot more than you were as a child. And it really, it broadens your horizons, I think is, is the most succinct way to put it. And for that reason, I would, recommend that my kids go to college. And I've said this before, like it hardly matters to me if they only go for a year or two, right? Because I feel like the most maturing that I did was kind of like that first year that you leave and you grew so much in one year, you, you like absorbed so much more. And just to go and have a little bit of that, I think even if college isn't for you, just to go and absorb some of that is is worth the cost, I think, of a, like a single year to go and do some of that stuff. And I think that's one of the alternatives that I probably like in hindsight would explore more of, right? Because I mean, I went to college on scholarship uh, and so I didn't have um, a student debt coming out. Like, I mean, I racked up like some debt, like 
because I wasn't really good at managing like, oh, I'm going to eat this and spend $30 and I'm a college student and don't have $30 to spend on this. Um, so I racked up like credit card debt and stuff like that. But, um, you know, like the, so it's certainly easy to say like, oh yeah, go experience it for a year. But I, I think that even if I had had to take that cost on that, I, I would think that it would be worth it. But I think a, a workaround now in hindsight is, you know, colleges accept transfer credits. And I would have done a lot more allowable transfer credits from like a community college, right? Where the credits cost me less. And if it's a subject that's not necessarily like super important to my um, major, I guess, I would 100% have gotten, you know, just like knocked all of those out in community college, I think, and yeah, transferred yeah. the credit. And it would have saved me, you know, so much in like, just cost of the credit alone yeah and and this is we're talking about this when we went to UT when a semester a full semester our very first semester at UT I remember cost like fifteen hundred dollars for all the for the actual classes and Mm -hmm. now it's like I mean I don't even even know what UT costs now for a semester but I'm sure it's probably four or five times that (laughs) you know um so yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, I want to kind of wrap up here on a high note. I, what was your funniest memory in college? Um, I would have to say that um, very specific to us going to UT and it being a college town, but um, we lived off campus. And so we would have to take the bus into, <laughs> um, it would take us into, into campus. Right. And I am only 5'2". And the buses, especially doing heavy traffic, you know, kind of rush hour for mm -hmm. students would get packed. I mean, standing room only kind of deal, right? And Mm -hmm. so you get on the bus, I have usually a a backpack that's more weight than, you know, for my frame. Right. And you get on the bus and off, there would be standing room only. And so, you know, the world isn't designed for short people. I would sometimes have, you know, of course, no, no seat to sit in and then nothing that I could reach that I could hold on to. And, you know, they have those like extender straps that they put on the, the bars, you know, you can either hold on to the bar, which if you're tired enough to reach the bar, perfect. You can stabilize yourself as the bus is going, you're fine. And, um, you know, but I couldn't reach those and I could barely reach the straps. And when I did, I was like tiptoeing, reaching the strap. And so I was just kind of dangling like a monkey half <laughs> of the time and just praying that there wouldn't be any sudden stop because I was barely able to just keep my, you know, my balance. And I would try to hold on to my friends, you know, your backpack or someone who was more stabilized or, you know, just, just the, 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 I guess no one else understood the fear of a full bus the way I do because everyone else was at least able to like reach a bar or something to stabilize themselves. But if I saw the bus coming and I saw that it was standing room only, I was like, oh God, let, please let me find a good place to hold on to so that I'm not just swinging around on the bus as it's going down the street. So I think for me, in hindsight, it was like a very, you know, weird and unique experience, you know? No, that's yeah. true. And, and you know, college boys are not super gung-ho about giving up their seats for, for the girls. I get like, it. You know, I get it. It's like every man from several are just trying to survive. And then just the weird people you meet on the bus. I remember 
at one point, like uh, there was this, I don't know if he was homeless or he was just kind of, you know, free spirited. I'm not sure, but he got on the bus and then he went and proposed to all of us. Oh, that's us. right. I remember that guy. And He's after like, he got I off would the marry bus, all of y'all. And I was yeah, like, uh. yeah. And so we kind of looked at each other and said, wow, we actually now share the first proposal experience. Like we all got proposed to on the same day by the same guy on the bus, you know? So yeah, all kinds of craziness happened. But I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. No, I think my my funniest memory personally was when we were when we went diving for your uh, contact lenses in the pool <laughs> um, at Duval. So we had an apartment which had a uh, pool in the compound. And, you know, once again, we've never had this much freedom in our lives. So we'd go swimming at all, all odd, odd hours of the day. If we didn't have a class, we'd go swimming. If it was 2 a.m. and we felt like it, we'd go swimming, even though the pool was supposed to be closed, but the whole compound was college students. So nobody, nobody cared. Yeah. And one time we went swimming and I guess, um, I don't know if, I'm not even sure. This was one of the early swimming excursions, though. I remember this. I don't remember if you normally didn't take out your contacts or if... I wasn't planning on swimming that day because it was kind of cold. I, I remember. Okay. All right. Okay. So, and then um, she jumped in, I guess, forgot the contact lenses were yes. in maybe, and uh, they washed out. And there, these weren't like, you know, these were not like the little softy replace everyday oh, contact oh, lenses. Yeah. These were a very expensive new pair of lenses that her parents had gotten her. They were like the corrective glass lenses. They had to be measured to your eyeball or something like that. So then we spent the next like four hours diving in the pool <laughs> trying to get these contact lenses. We did rescue one, but the other one, we chased it all the way into the drain. And man, like the neighbors who walked by, they were just like, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're, we lost some contacts in the pool. And they were like, I think they're gone. And we were like, no, no, we see them. We just like can't get down there. And and someone tossed us a pair of goggles yeah, and yeah. we they broke them. Like, I mean, we used them and we rescued one of the contacts and then it broke. It was old goggles. And we were like, we're so sorry. We'll get you another pair. And he was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it was, that was really fun, but Anything else that you have to add for this week? I don't think so. But um, yeah, I was pretty much blind the rest of that week until I could go home and like fess up to my parents that I needed oh, more money yeah. to contact. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, so that concludes again, our episode of Easier with a Friend. Thanks so, for, so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend.